10 to 1, episode 161. Book Review, The Great Gadsby. Welcome to 10 to 1, trying to keep a ratio of good books to bad books higher than 10 to 1. And um, I've got probably a thousand books on my Goodreads to read list. So whatever gets to the top of that, in theory, high chance of being at least good. Um, so I said I was going to gonna try and do some short book reviews this year. And uh, I'm going to try it, try it here for the first time. Uh, Melissa is working in the kitchen, which is all right. She did not read The Great Gatsby. I, I don't know if she's read this, if she had to read this in school. This, this is a book that uh, seems like every American high schooler should have read The Great Gatsby. I did not. My homeschool curriculum, different book list than the uh, the American government school book lists. And so I missed this one. Uh, so I, I was trying to think of what, what's left on the list of, of books everyone has read, uh, which would probably be those those kind of high school uh, classics that get, get uh, put onto put onto uh, just about every every high schooler's required reading. Um, so maybe Catcher in the Rye? Do people still read that? I've not read that. I've not read 1984. I think I think most people, or a, a lot of people are required to read 1984. Uh, but uh, Great Gadsby, I can cross that one off the list now. Um, and I don't think I would have would have appreciated it as a high schooler. Um, I I don't think I don't feel like I appreciate it. Uh, maybe for what it deserves right now, I I liked it. I liked the. Oh, and I guess I should say um, uh, spoilers. I I usually I will often not do spoilers in my Goodreads reviews. Um, and I'm thinking I will make. Maybe my written reviews will not have spoilers, and uh, the podcast episodes will, to make this something different. We'll see how that works. We'll we'll at least try that here. Um, I liked the the tragic arc. Um, of course, you're coming in. Uh, you're getting this narrator, um, Nick, I believe. Uh, so I did finish reading this a few weeks ago. Um, but, uh, I think it's Nick is the narrator and you're getting this, uh, tragic love story from him of Gatsby and he, uh, the poor guy, he fights in the war, he comes back and makes a lot of money in crime and then, uh, which, uh, 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 delightfully to me, he's working with the guy that fixed the, uh, I believe it was the 1919 World Series, the the Black Sox scandal, when the uh, the White Sox 
uh, team took payments to throw the World Series, um, all except uh, it seems like maybe Shoeless Joe Jackson didn't take the money. He certainly had a great World Series. Um, and so uh, there are questions if he was participating in, in that uh, scandal. But he and all the other uh, White Sox players on that team, uh, Eddie Sissett, and I couldn't name any others, uh, banned from baseball for life, uh, Shoeless Joe. You've, there's a good chance you've heard of him, even if you're not a, a baseball fan. Still, still a well-known name. Great nickname, and uh, uh, not not able to enter the Hall of Fame to this day. Anyway, uh, so he's uh, he's working with this character that that fixed the Black Sox, uh, fixed the White Sox throwing the World Series, and so he makes a lot of money. He has this mansion. He throws lavish parties. This is kind of the the part of the story that I was familiar with just from from pop culture. The uh, uh, the pictures of of Leonardo DiCaprio holding a a martini. And he's throwing these lavish parties to try and get the attention of of um, his old his old love, who's now married, unhappily, and tries to get her to run away with him, and fails to do so. And so it's this um, this tragic arc for him where he's. Uh, the the rise and fall i guess of gadsby and um okay you know pretty simple story it's short i think that's that's the commonly given reason for why it's in on high school curriculums and um i i definitely don't don't have any deep thoughts about it um i didn't uh i i guess uh really connect with it, it didn't click for me maybe when i was reading it uh and um i read about it a little bit and uh, I did appreciate uh, one of my Goodreads friends. I I believe it's Davis. I didn't go back and check, but I think Davis, my Goodreads friend, had a good a good thought that uh, it's impressive. Uh, so this novel was written in. I should have had this pulled up. This novel was published 1925. So it was published during the Roaring Twenties, and the way that it, how successful he was at capturing the time is very impressive. Uh, that's the point that Davis made, and I I, I definitely agree that it, it feels like uh, there's a sense where it's hard to understand your time right now without knowing how it's going to end. You know, so, uh, of course, now for us, looking back at the 1920s, the stock market crash in 1929 is what kind of looms over it. And and so our, our uh, uh, simplified version of an entire decade of people for an entire country is uh, they came back from war. People were broken after World War I uh, in their spirit and uh, the soul of the nation yeah, you might even go so far as to say, uh, uh, certainly of a generation, the lost generation, and then, uh, you know, you try and uh, try and do everything to uh, cover up that emptiness, and so it's the the drugs and the alcohol and the gambling and and the carousing and uh, the 
you know, spending lots of money, lavish parties, dancing, jazz, um, all these things uh, that uh, people are trying to. Hello, Melissa. Just doing a short book review. <laughs> and then I'll be ready to. We're going to do a, a drawing book. How, learn how to draw in 30 days. And. Uh, oh, yeah. Go ahead and do the. It's right here. Yeah, she can go out. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, that was one of our New Year's resolutions. Just got started on that. One of my New Year's resolutions. The first test is. Uh, draw a house, draw an airplane, and draw a bagel. And then you can compare your your very poor drawings to hopefully superior drawings after 30 days of, of instruction. Uh, so uh, we'll see how that goes. But it's hard to, uh, you know, we kind of have an idea, and, and certainly that's a, uh, what I gave was a high-level, popular, uh, uh, I'm sure there's historians that would say I'm very ill-informed and would say, no, this, and they could, they'll talk for hours about uh, the different nuances and how I'm wrong. Um, but, uh, so there's, there's that. It's hard to capture a, a previous time and it's hard to not, uh, you know, oversimplify, etc. But maybe it's easier looking back as opposed to, when you're in the middle of it, uh, you can't. You you don't have that uh, bird's eye view, so to speak, to really understand what's going on. And, and it does seem like like F. Scott Fitzgerald, um, I kind of uh, was able to read the times uh, and really captured that in the Great Gatsby. So, uh, so that was a good point, I thought. Um, uh, let's see on uh, Angelina Stanford uh, from the Literary Life podcast. Uh, she was comparing it to a sort of a sort of the story of of Helen and Paris. So Paris comes and uh, kidnaps Helen or seduces Helen away, and that's what starts the Trojan War. Uh, as he steals her away from Agamemnon, and this is kind of uh, you could say it's um, uh, Paris fails uh, to capture Helen uh, in this story, and, and I thought that was a that was definitely an interesting interesting comparison. If you think of of myths and fairy tales and and folk tales and Bible stories as as being uh, the patterns and the building blocks of of a story, then uh, that certainly makes sense that you'd have have a tie in like that to a to a myth and there's nothing new under the sun as the prophet said uh the preacher as the preacher said uh so that's it i don't i don't have any any long thoughts i'm not going to keep this at, at a, a real long episode just to say just to talk i will um, go ahead and wrap this up but uh if you if you want to follow me on goodreads you can see uh my thoughts there i will keep trying to to put out some short thoughts here on the podcast, and definitely if you uh, if you have any tips for uh, for or uh, suggestions of what you think I should do differently on the podcast versus Goodreads, if you're following me in both places, or if you're not following me on Goodreads, 
I think I should just um, repeat myself here. Um, or if you want to just uh, skip these book reviews and come back for when Melissa's here and we're doing fun top 10 lists, I definitely get that as well. Uh, so uh, you can send feedback. TTO at coser.us is the email address. You can go to tto.coser.us. That's the website. And if you tack slash 161 to the end, uh, you can leave a comment on the page for this episode. So uh, thanks for listening. I think, uh, oh, that's the intro. The next uh, the next book I'll be reviewing is probably uh, Mort, the next Terry Pratchett Discworld book. So um, maybe I will record five, ten minutes on that. Get that episode out here in the next few days. Until then, I'm Brian Kozer. This has been 10 to 1. Maybe I could have like a quote to put for after the credits next time. Maybe I'll just open up Goodreads and see what the most popular quotes are. I, I'm not sure if I wrote down any quotes. All right, so here's here's the top quote on Goodreads. So we beat on boats against the current, borne back ceaselessly into the past. I believe that's the closing line of the book. That is a good one.